The GGBC is brought to you by GG Poker. It's the world's biggest online poker room. They have more players than any other site and it's designed to bring back the fun to poker. They've got the classics like Texas Hold'em and Omaha with games for all skill levels. Yeah, Deck loves Bounty Hunter. Yes, I do. And GG Poker has games that you won't find anywhere else. They run huge tournaments with big prize pools. And George, did you know they actually hold the Guinness World Record for the largest prize pool for an online poker tournament? What about if you're a new player? Well, George, I'm glad you asked. If you're new to GG Poker, when you make your first deposit of at least £10, you'll get £60 in free play. No wonder they've got more players than any other site. You've got to be 18 or over, and this offer is for new UK players only. Minimum deposit is £10. Full T's and C's apply. BeGambleAware.org. Please play responsibly. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This is a crowd podcast. I wouldn't have a YouTube channel if it was all down to me, that's a fact. Do you ever wonder what it might have been like without that? At some point, you want people to pay to watch you fight. The amount of money that fight would generate. But you're still not tempted to start your own YouTube channel at this time. I think it's the highest viewed video on my channel. I think it's got like six mil. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Hi, George Gross, former super middleweight champion of the world. How are you? I'm really good. Yeah. Declan Taylor, former freelance journalist, now... <laughs> Actually just, employed. Uh, it's good to see you, hum day. Yeah, good Sorry week. Monday, good week so far. Brilliant week so far. Yeah. Lots have gone on, not gone on, not much to say. Every day's the same. Every day's a blessing. Uh, we've had an email, George. Who's it from? From Olu Oyadapo. He said, Hi, George. Hi, Deck. And I'm saying that because there's exclamation marks after both. Listening from Nigeria. Could be our first Nigerian listener. The first episode I listened to was dealing with defeat, but I got really serious when you brought Frank Smith for how purse bids work or the Frank Smith money episode, personal favourite. Olu says, my favourite episodes are when club members talk about fight slash fighter management, promotions, and I enjoyed the episode with John Ryder's mental coach too. Amazing podcast, detailed well arranged and produced. Oh, okay, and produced. So this why Ross put this in front of us. Yeah, because someone's finally commented on the production of the thing. Yeah, well arranged and produced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep punching, Olu. We've had a voice note in from Vaughn. What's Vaughn got to say? Yeah, just sending you a message to say, well, for one, really enjoy the podcast. Think it's great. I think the subjects that you cover are really interesting and it's a real alternative to most boxing podcasts and also to ask you if you do us a little favor i 
co-run and coach a boxing group in Weymouth called Fight Back Mental Health. And I was wondering, well, if you just give us a little shout out, it's uh, on our Instagram is Fight Back MH and just uh, check out the kind of things we do. We like to bring the mental health community together and promote boxing because I know what a positive uh, impact it can have in people's lives. And just to ask you, George, a question. Um, how do you think boxing has benefited your mental health? Cheers, boys. You've absolutely nailed your own shout out there, yeah. mate. You're on you're in you're in the club. Big shout out, fight back mental health. Good Weymouth accent there as well. Any I like a good local accent there. I know a couple of people in Weymouth, you know. Afshin Panjalazade, he's my Weymouth boy, and Ryan Moss. So both of them get down fight back mental health. He wanted to know, has boxing helped my mental health? Great question. Tough question to answer. Yeah. How long uh, we got? Yeah, well, you know. Did it? Where, where, where do you think you'd be mentally without boxing? Mentally a tough person uh, through boxing, yeah. Mm. You know, it, you have to overcome a lot of obstacles. Boxing, if you want to do boxing, you've got to commit to it to a certain degree before you can go and actually box. And then because you've got to do that, it's something to be proud of. And that's always good for your mental health as well. So if you get yourself in a position where you're fit enough to, say, spar, or even go one step further, fit enough to fight, then you've made a commitment to making the improvements, to getting down the gym, to doing the work, and then you should be proud of yourself for getting that far. And then that is always good for your mental health because, well, you've achieved something. Mm, and often, when you get in, walk in those gym doors, certainly when you climb through the ropes, even just to have a spa, you've got to leave it all behind, didn't you? You can't think about it. You can switch off for a couple of minutes. So Vaughan is providing all those all those boxers with opportunity just to switch off, just to detach themselves from whatever they're worrying about just for an hour or two and let the let the fists fly. Do you know who else fi fly, has flying fists willy-nilly? Yes. Today's guest. And this guy is a YouTube sensation. He has a tremendous profile and online presence, far exceeding what he's achieved in boxing. Mm -hmm. It's Vidal Riley. Yes. W recently hit... 100 million views on YouTube. I mean, there ain't many other boxers with 100 million views on their own YouTube channel. I think the clip of me getting knocked out at Wembley Stadium, 80,000 people were there watching it, but over a million people have seen that online. On YouTube. On YouTube. Well, so that means I've got to get knocked out 100 times <laughs> to get anything near Vidal Riley. We should give Carl Frotch a ring. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say how many times he's mentioned it. <laughs> so Vidal Riley, of course, so 100 million views on YouTube, but all of that pales into insignificance given the fact that he's about to join the George Groves Boxing Club. Absolutely. Uh, I want to know how you build a profile like that, which YouTube star has helped, not mention any names, but I'm sure we'll get into that. And how is life as treading the line between promising boss boxer and internet sensation should we get him in i think yeah. you know he's giving us his time should we get him in or should we leave him waiting outside for a bit let's get him on let's get him in today believe it or not we have another cruiserweight another in the club cruiserweight. yeah <laughs> cruiserweight uh, he's not only a boxer but he's much much more he is a, a youtuber and a rapper he also has a perfect record like we did there ross oh i get it yeah it's fidel riley he's here Ooh, we welcome to the club me, man. thanks for having me guys i appreciate yeah. it thanks for coming in now we know you're a very busy man but also we know there's all sorts of different like avenues we could go down with you in this podcast yeah so we thought we should try and do them all 
Well, why not? Cover the lot. Why not? Why not? Now, the first thing it says here on our script is it says a YouTube boxer mm. with a twist. Now, I don't want you to start like flipping over tables and smashing stuff up. Not me. That's not. That's not true, is it? No, it is. It is true. Yeah. Are you? What is? So this is a new w- term, isn't it? And are, are yeah. you a YouTube boxer? I, I would say I'm a boxer who does YouTube. You've got like. Stellar amateur pedigree. So if you fought in the YouTube world, <laughs> oh, you would yeah. eat them guys. That, which is why, <laughs> which is why I don't. Yeah. Which is why I don't because I'm not a bully. I don't. I'm not. I don't box too bully. I, I want to be tested. I want competition. And the only way I will get that is to stay in the world that I'm in, and what I'm, you know, pushing to achieve. Because I would never make that decision. I just wouldn't. I, I, I just wouldn't do it. It pays well, but I was raised with a bit of integrity. Do you know what I mean? And and it's not like in the traditional world you won't make money. You just have to work harder, and there's a it's there. And if I got a following, it's definitely there. So it's not like oh, if you do traditional, you'll never make money. If you do this, you will. It's just a matter of what you've put your life into what you've dedicated your life to, which is to be a very good boxer, not wasn't just to make a ton of money. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So when you look at it like that, that's why I just make the decision I do and just stick to what I've been doing. When did the YouTube start? 2018, I got signed to Floyd Mayweather and then I moved to Vegas and I was just bored. I was bored. I said, oh, I might as well just make a channel or something. You're bored just in to, Las Vegas? Yeah, yeah, I was bored. Okay, was let's, bored. Let's, let's, re, <laughs> let's rewind it. So you, got yeah. signed, so you got signed to Floyd Mayweather. How did yeah. that come about? So I went to Vegas with KSI. Yeah. Because he got invited out there after beating Joe Weller in that first ever yeah. YouTube fight. Um, Floyd Sr. was trying to build his social media. Once they got in touch with JJ, KSI, we went out there. I wasn't supposed to go. I couldn't afford to go. Um, and I said to him, I don't want him to pay for me. And then he was like adamant, like, no, yo, you have to. Like, you're my trainer. You have to come. You have to come. And then my friend was like to me, if you go there, try and get signed or something. Sparred with one of the guys out there. Then they put me in a couple of days later with Andrew Tabiti, who's their best the cruiserweight. I'd done very well in that sparring session. Later on that evening, I was in MGM Grand in the canteen and they were like, we want to sign you, take this contract home, give it some thought. I did. And then I made the decision, you know what, I'm 21 years old. Why not? Just give it a try. Jeff Mayweather was your coach. Mm. What was he like? Very, like, me and Jeff had a very good relationship. He's very laid back. He knows the game. He can watch sparring, watch someone hit the bag and just correct you, you know, because he's been around it for so long. But I'm laid back as well. So now we're in a game that's battle. You can get damaged and we're both too laid back. So there wasn't enough push. You know, you need that fire sometimes when you're laid back to pick you up, push you a bit further. Our personalities gelled really well, which is why we're great friends. But when it comes to fighting, you need that bit of that bit of heat. Also, the size of him as well. You know, being a cruiserweight, sometimes you want to hit the body belt and you want to crack some punches in. You want to hit the pads hard, and I'm just damaging him. So I was like, this, I <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. But he he's someone I plan to fly out here for one of my fights just to bring him to a camp because we genuinely have a great relationship. But it's just you got to know what's working and what's not working if you got that ultimate goal. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice 
the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So then at what point then were you going, right, I'm going to do a YouTube channel. Yeah. And what was the big idea? What was the, what was your early content? So me moving to Vegas at that time meant that I couldn't coach KSI anymore. Everyone knows me because I coach him. If my first video is me saying why I don't coach him anymore, everyone will click it. So I'd done a Q&A, but I included that, you know, reason that the title was why I'm not training him anymore. And then it just banged like 400 and... 30,000 views or something. All the YouTubers I was around at the time were just shouting it out and pushing it. And I thought, yeah, YouTube is easy. But obviously everything happens in waves and you start to get tested, your consistency, along with my profession, along with life. And then you start thinking it is hard to do YouTube. And I'm, and I don't always, uh, want a cosign because I'm quite, quite independent. So if something's suffering, I won't ask you to share it. I just let it be. Like that video is supposed to be like that. And then sometimes if it's that important, then I'll say, all right, guys, do your thing. Help me out. <laughs> Give me a little <laughs> boost. But no, it is, um, it's been a journey. I've changed my channel a lot. I do reaction videos m mainly now. I think back in the day, I was trying to do more entertaining videos, like whether it was punching watermelons or something like that, because I, who I was around, I could see that's the content they were making. So I thought, okay, this is what I want to try and replicate. And then you start dreading recording because that's not my character. I can sit down and talk about boxing. I can talk, sit down and talk about someone being an idiot, whatever. That's effortless. But to keep getting up, I'm going to be this happy. I'm going to be this action guy. I was like, nah, the channel ain't going to last if I keep doing this. So I had to just change it. And then the pandemic helped because everything shut down and all we could do is sit down and talk. And then that's when the channel just became where it was. Can't blag it. It's full time. I have a team. I have, you know, camera, multiple cameramen, editors, graphic designers. I wouldn't have a YouTube channel if it was all down to me. That's a fact. Are you nervous about maintaining it? Are you nervous about losing it? And how much does that cross over into your dreams to become the best you can be in professional boxing? I'm not scared of losing it. It can decrease. It can go through a wave where it decreases, but I never believe it will be to the ground. The content has to be good. I don't want to put out anything subpar that represents me poorly. It has to be of a certain standard. I know some of my videos are better than others, but there's a benchmark. If it doesn't hit it, I'm like, guys, it's not doing it. You know, there has to be a level. Yeah, yeah. It's it, same with boxing. Is you can have a bad performance, but keep a level where people can tell you're decent. You know, you can't go all the way out the window. Obviously, the reaction videos is like someone else is essentially creating content for you to react to. Mm. 
but punching watermelons or whatever it might be. Yeah. Are you in a group where like you're floating ideas to each other or yeah. do you see one guy do it and go, right, we'll just jump on that because this can become a TikTok or whatever. Or are you sitting at home trying to come up with the idea first? There's, there's a mixture of the two, a mixture of the two. Something can be going off online and I think it's wise to have people that are online to say, this is going right now, do one. You know what I mean? It can be something so simple uh, like the punch machine. But, you know, Eddie Hall, for example, recently hit the punch machine. Everyone's talking about it. For me, it would make sense to find a punch machine. It's not that hard. Just do it and you know you're going to get 2 million views. But then there's other times where group discussions are needed. Like we actually have proper group meetings and sit down and say, okay, so what do we want people to think of the channel? What direction are we going? What videos should we not upload? What should we upload? What dates things should come out? So we like we really put effort into yeah, it. Yeah, I can imagine. It <laughs> yeah. must be so hard, like as well as juggling being a professional fighter. Yeah, yeah, it is a lot. It is a lot. But when, when I'm in camp, I don't expect to hear anything about that process. You can't really just go, oh, I'm in camp, I've got a fight. I can't, I'm just going to have eight weeks off. No, YouTube no, ain't gonna oh, work like that. That would be the worst. Yeah, yeah, it has to be consistent. That would be yeah. What What would happen if you had eight weeks off? Do you know, or can you just? Envision? If I had eight weeks off, you would lose subscribers. The algorithm would just forget you're alive. Eight weeks, two months off. The next video I upload, unless it's something outrageous, I knocked out Kia's hand. It's in the mind, and this is something literally as outrageous as that. You will get no views. Okay, so that's a good. What we want to ask is top <laughs> tips for building a successful YouTube channel, right? So we had Tony Jeffries on. He's got a shout wildly, out to Tony Jeffries, yeah, big yeah. shout out to him. Wildly successful YouTube channel and what he does, and he sort of gave us a few pointers. But so one of them clearly is like consistency, mm. and you have to feed that algorithm. You have to provide have to, it. Have to. What, what else? What else are we talking for someone who's like, I reckon, I, you know, I want to give this a go. It's the name, the name of the clip, yeah, or the name of the video. Yeah, the title. That's important. And the thumbnail. What should we call this today? <laughs> I'd have to watch it back or yeah. let one See of my guys watch it, it yeah. and then they will go, ooh, that's a good one. But you pull like a headline. Yeah, a quote or you something. pull a line out of the out of the video or you can literally just think of, just think, what would you click? If if you titled this video, The Dow Robbed the Bank or whatever, and then we, the whole thing played and there was nothing about me robbing a bank, everyone's done. done with you, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Jeffries, I remember he said that, that that whole thing of like, Hello, welcome to the channel. Please like and subscribe. Blah, blah. He's like, that's just dead now. Like, don't yeah, do that. It's yeah, like, you need to come in and do something straight away. Like, people get a, switch off from that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like, attention span of people of today is minimal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No one can pay attention for a period of time anymore. I mean, that. So also be yourself is one. Like, you know, when you were saying mm. the whole like punching watermelons, being happy, that's not sustainable. There's Obviously, there's times I'm in that mood. Yeah. 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 And I'll do it. Like I'm not, I'm not literally. I like, got no spirit or life. <laughs> <laughs> like I will do it. Yeah. I mean, it's fun. You it got is fun. And line around. Yeah, it's fun. Head. I would, I would, I would do it again. But what you don't want is that video to bang a million views, and majority of the time you don't feel like that person. And but you're required to replicate it more often because you've seen that the success is there. They always have to up the ante. You know, if you punch the watermelon into the park, by December, you better punch a bus. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's, like, not literally, but that's how you have to, people want to see, oh, now he's punching toasters. Okay, now he's punching irons. All right. When's like, the bus coming? <laughs> right, cracks his knuckle, now can't fight. Do you know what I mean? But it's literally, People expect that of you to be entertained. People expect anything of you to be entertained. So if you don't keep a level of your own integrity, then you can be made a fool. 
Obviously, you, you're fighting on um, pro shows, British Boxing Border Control shows. Are you noticing people who are following your channel and maybe YouTube followers as such, maybe not boxing fans, coming to watch you box at the moment? Or would you say that predominantly the people who watch and enjoy you fighting are that boxing sort of audience already? The following that I have tuned into all my fights online, I am starting to see an increase of people who are buying tickets to be there when they can be there. 100% everyone is like, as soon as it's on the internet, we're watching it. You know, the support is really there on the online numbers. I don't think I have a big traditional boxing fan base, but I it's inevitable it will grow. You know, we say like people have short attention spans now. Do they want to see your fight, but do they want it clipped up <laughs> in like 30 seconds of a highlight reel and see you ice the guy with a lovely finish? And yeah. that's what's going to go. Yeah. And is that what you're, will you be thinking about that when you're fighting? Do you ever no, think no, like. No, 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 this doesn't even cross my mind. It doesn't, it doesn't. If you're think if I'm thinking about that, then I'm not boxing, I'm not really like I'm not thinking about that one bit. I think about That's a good thing, I think obviously that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like but I'm you really can see how lots of people would fall get into that. Caught trap. Up in it. Yeah, not just yeah. people who got a YouTube following. You're thinking like if I do something flashy or I might I'm gonna get more clips. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I see a Tiafuma Lopez, they're they're that of that generation where they'd be like do a backflip or whatever. Yeah, I'll do the backflip because they'll be thinking, I want to market myself here. So yeah, like I get it. I mean, if it works for you, that's cool. But for me, the most that I think about socials and boxing is what I'm wearing. Besides that, that's it. If I'm I'm not throwing anything in that ring or doing any move that I think is going to be a good social media clip, I already have a following. I don't need to worry about about that. And even if you didn't, you still shouldn't worry about it. But I, I mean, I'm not desperate for the views like that to get me a boost this will make me go viral I'm like it's it's alright where, where do you think YouTube YouTube is heading not YouTube boxing just YouTube mm. I'm, I'm sure in the six or five or six years you've been doing it it probably changed vastly I think it's sad for new creators I think it's going to be a bad platform for creators that don't have a budget people used to be able to put a camera on a tripod in their room no lighting now all the big channels have production teams and multiple cameras and mics and the quality that we're seeing is resembling TV. It's going to be very difficult for people who want to have a good YouTube channel that don't have a startup budget for equipment and to, to be able to keep up with the content that's out there. But yeah, YouTube has changed a lot. It's, it is looking more and more like television. Yeah. Let's have a quick chat about KSI. We don't want to dwell too much on it, but obviously that was where you crossed over massive. Yeah. And like, that's what you've told us now. It got you to Vegas. It got you signed up. What happened there? How did that come about? Because obviously you were boxing, you were yeah. decorated amateur at that point, and and it was like now you're KSI's trainer. Yeah, yeah. Your, like how did that it, happen? It was when I think back to it, I'm just like, I guess it was supposed to happen to me. <laughs> like the way everything pieced together. How old were you when you first met? Nineteen. I trained his friends. I was a PT. I was still boxing at the time, but that was just my day job. I thought it worked. If I'm in the gym, I'll train harder. Trained a few YouTubers. Was you into YouTube at the time? Did you know? No, I had were? no idea. That <laughs> was, it was the weirdest. I'll never forget the day when I was training uh, Anison Gibb, who was my first like YouTube client. And I was like, you want to train with me every day? He said to me, I want to train with you every day. And I was thinking, this is 60 pounds yeah, an hour. Do you know how much it's going to cost him? Like, is he, uh, is he sure? He said, I'll send you the money in a minute. And I'm looking at him and he's my age. So I'm like, I don't know what's going on here, but cool. He's on the back, he's on my YouTuber. Shows me the videos, him opening like FIFA packs. Cause it was a big FIFA pack wave, like ultimate team wave. And I was like, what? Like you do this? You made money off this? He's like, yeah, I've been doing it a couple of years. And then he said to me, oh, my mate wants to train with you as well. And he was doing every day. 
another major another one joint. I said and I had almost like four or five six at a time doing every day to the point where like my regular clients I was like I'm sorry I, I can't fit yeah. all these got sessions YouTube channel, mate. <laughs> <laughs> like I had I had like six hours of PT a day and it just became them so I just became like a YouTube PT and then um, KSI says I'm gonna have a boxing match one of the guys I was training say you know what my PT is a boxer so we'd come down the gym, do a session with him. Then we had a little sparring session. And then he was like, yeah, yeah, you can train me. <laughs> and then that was it. Yeah. From there, it just kept growing, kept growing, kept growing, kept coming down the gym, kept working, kept working. And then, yeah, just a very good relationship for both of us at that time and still now. But you're still not tempted to start your own YouTube channel at this time. Obviously, no, you're far no. too busy training time, every other like, YouTube. I don't know how much effort it, it takes. Like, I, I was just happy that I, I said to my dad, I should do PT. And he said, you shouldn't do it. And I said, look, I'm making a ton of money doing it now. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, yeah. but I was just happy that I was, the career that I chose, I was able to move out of my house, like move out my mom's and stuff. I was focused on that. I wasn't really focused on let's make a channel yet. Mindset to become a professional at this point? Would you dream of becoming yeah. a professional? Yeah, I was. You're still so affiliated to an amateur boxing club? Yeah, I was at West Ham. Yeah. I was at West Ham at that time. I wanted to go to the 2020 Olympics. It was going to be difficult because they, they already had a, the JB squad was pretty firm set. I, we, I wanted to go to the 2020 Olympics. Were you 75 though, 81? I was 91. You were 91. I was 91. heavyweight. Yeah, yeah, I was Who's heavyweight. heavyweight on that team there? Uh, uh, I think Chevel it was Chev at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was doing well as well. You know, it's not, not only was he on the team, he's winning medals mm. he's doing extremely well so I thought it's going to be really difficult I'm, I'm basically need to earn a way to fight him to get the position on the team and then I lost uh, in the England versus Army tournament and then it just so happened went Vegas and then got signed by Mayweather I was like yeah well I'm turning pro now did you have any idea or was there any discussions or just chatting when you were about that what they were doing with you the idea was it would roll onto what it is now just like you want to fight you want to fight alright cool let's go through the processes of making that fight there's no plan for shows this many shows a year or anything like that it was all just one time events if it happened it happened and I think it made it more special right because it's not as common and I think the pinnacle to this day, I still think the pinnacle of the influence or crossover boxing scene is uh, the second fight, KSI and Logan Paul, when Eddie got involved. Not just because I was a part of it, but I just feel like the magnitude of it, the way it crossed into the traditional world whilst the, you know, that was, scene was growing, to me, that still is the best day. How would you compare that to any other big fights that you've been part of or you've seen in the, you know, professional and maybe the, Joshua fight a yeah type no it was I think that's what made it special you couldn't tell yeah. the atmosphere was just like it was a super fight mm. how do you feel about YouTuber boxing in general and like like misfits and stuff like that because you know you're from a traditional yeah. place in boxing and that you boxing amateur West Ham like salt of the earth and you're now a professional but you were kind of uncle for the whole start of this thing. How? Do, where do you sit on it? Because it gets a lot of denigration, but yeah. it gets a lot of championing. Where? How do you view it? <laughs> a lot of work needs to be done. Just because you fight on misfits doesn't mean that you, you're necessarily going to get a big following. People are realizing that the more, more and more events that happen, that they could have a good performance for that show. They could get some traction, but then it doesn't mean that it's going to roll on. You have to keep fighting, right, for it to keep renewing that 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 traction. So I think a lot of people are looking at that now, not really knowing if they want to fight consistently, and it makes it a bit difficult for you know that the the scene that doesn't have 
a thousand fighters on BoxRec to keep making fights. And they'll realize why traditional boxing is how it is. They'll realize why promoters have people exclusive to them. They'll realize why other promoters do the same thing. Because everyone's just running around free. You can't do anything. <laughs> you need to know who you can call on. You need to know who your stable are to call on to make a shot. You can't just have guys wondering, oh, I'm over here, sorry, I'm here, oh, no, sorry, can't do it. It wouldn't work. There's a way it offers a structure. So the more crossover boxing continues in a nutshell, to answer your question, can I be rambling on? They're going to have to use some of the methods that are in traditional boxing to allow their one to remain. There's going to be young prospects yeah. or maybe even talented amateurs who are going to decide to go, which route are they going to go down? They're going to go down like traditional professional boxing or are they going to try and build fan base first and it's always it's, it's still so exciting for people to have a following online essentially what you box is to entertain people mm -hmm. you know the rest of it comes you know the belts and money and everything else but you want to perform for people that's the position that I was in you know at the at the time um, I didn't have a following you know when I was training these guys so as much as I trained them there was nothing for me to be included in that would grow my page it was just a matter of if you see him you see him that's my PT but there wasn't it wasn't a thing where it was they were trying to grow me into a brand so like the whole time I was training them I didn't get any sort of following until after the Joe Weller and KSI fight because I remember I went to bed and I was like on 3k or something I woke up and it was on 12 and I was like oh something's happened there something <laughs> something's happened there that that was the only time where it kicked in of I'm actually developing into someone that people follow so when I had that decision even though I was around those guys when I had that decision I still was just true to like what I wanted to do I'm just thinking no oh, I'm just gonna drop my whole boxing career for KSI Joe with the undergod like I can't <laughs> I can't, yeah, I can't well, you, do that you didn't you know do me? that but there no. might be people out there who they've got they've got the option yeah they do like, anything mm. for that I can go this route or this route where, where do you think it goes and where do you think it ends because you're almost like suggesting that the two are gonna kind of not merge but mm. it has to become more like traditional boxing we know that traditional boxing has to evolve with it and someone like Tommy Fury is already blurring the lines mm. Do you think in the end it all kind of becomes one? Just because of the people who are involved in that community, if something fresh or newer comes along, it will get put down. I believe that. I don't think it's just going to be a running thing. It will come to an end. I don't know when. I don't know how long. It depends on many things. But if it does continue, people who are not good enough to make it in the traditional world have somewhere else to go instead of retiring and then it, when it starts to die out everyone will just go back to retiring again when they can't make it <laughs> <laughs> it's nice that you say that to be honest because that's how I sort of see it a lot of the time and it's a yeah. lot, you see a lot of boxers who are struggling maybe for some shine or money or whatever and trying to desperately make a break they go right I'll just do this now actually yeah then, and if you can get some sort of hype there or some if you have a hook then it's just an like a way to have a a fight against someone mm. you really should be beating up. For me, like in my career, I never cracked it with social media. I boxed James Egal. I went like, before I ring walked, I had about 10,000 followers on Twitter. I woke up and I had like 60. Box watch, <laughs> it went up to quarter of a million. Wow. And it's been creeping down ever since, right? <laughs> Matt, what I, was not, I was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I went, I went up to quarter of a million for that fight. You know, I knew about the algorithms, but mm. I just found it really hard to, to yeah. keep up with. YouTube, if you're not used to 
just yeah it's, it, it, you have to learn it like you can't just do it you mm. know what i mean no. but in, instagram i started instagram i started trying to have a go at instagram after the frotch fight so i only ever got to about just over a hundred thousand and it's stayed there since doesn't matter what i do i've got to be honest i'm not throwing my you know every resource at trying to make it grow but yeah because in my mind i'm like It'll only grow if I have a mega fight. Then that ain't gonna happen. Do you know what I mean? Not necessarily. I've never, been, I've never grown it other, mm. otherwise. So, I mean, you'll know more about it than me. But if you had a mega fight, would your numbers significantly go up? Oh yeah, massively. That's the thing. They work hand in hand. The better you perform, the more views you get. The higher level you perform, the more views you get. Because you're already getting a ton of views from just if they cared, not the people that have been following me as well. So when it collides, that's when it's crazy. Because now you've got the people that's been following you because of your YouTube channel for however many years. You started it in 2018, you fight for a, fight for a world title and whatever, 2026, 2027. They've been following you that many years. And then everyone that just cares now because you're fighting at that level from the boxing world, jump on. <laughs> Let's talk a bit about your boxing. So West Ham Amateur Boxing Club, is that where you were the whole time, West Ham boys? Um, I had I won my first national title with Newham okay. Boxing Club. Nursery wise, I was in Repton, but then literally from 12 to 21, I was with West Ham. Suggest you're from East London, those three. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was born in Hackney, yeah. moved to Tottenham, still northeast. Yeah, yeah. But it's my dad used to box for West Ham afternoon. He was like, you know what, I'm just going to take you where I went. How old were you when you first went in there? Any gym, six. Okay, yeah. Went to Repton at six. Okay, yeah. and you turned over. So you turned over with Mayweather Promotions. Yeah, what was their big sell? Like, what was the what was their plan? Like the traditional boxing world couldn't believe the magnitude of the YouTube following. So the moment they saw me and thought you're you're his friend, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I hang around with him. They're like, well, come, 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 come here. <laughs> but, but they don't, you don't realize, they didn't realize at that time it doesn't work like that. It is not that simple. People only care about what you're doing as long as you're with that person. The moment that person's there and you're here, we don't care about you no more. Did That's you feel how that? it works. Yeah, you feel that? Um, yeah, I, f I that felt time. that. I felt that. And I was like, well, time to work and make people care. At the same time, the team out there, they can see that, hold on, this ain't resembling as much as we thought it would resemble. He's normal. It's just his mate. <laughs> I can fight, motherfucker. Yeah. But I'm like, I can fight though. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm a good fighter. <laughs> like, I've, you know, I won eight national titles and stuff. I'm actually a good fighter. You sound a good fighter, but it's like, but yeah, yeah, but I thought you was going to do that. You know, it was kind of that energy that I got. Yeah, only now, really, that's starting to actually shake off. People are saying, no, he actually can fight. Like, he's a, he's a good fighter. Felt like you were you were under quite a lot of scrutiny early on. Particularly, I know from a journalist point of view, like a one and a two and a cruiserweight. Like everyone was talking about you, looking at yeah. you, watching you. There'd be a hundred one and a cruiserweights in this country that no one's ever heard of. But because of what you'd already done with KSI and etc., scrutiny from the off. Did you feel that? Did you did you notice that when I was having my first pro fight, I had it in Mexico. I knew it was going to be crazy. Everyone was waiting for that. You train KSI. We've never seen any of your fights. We know you got some amateur background. We've never really seen you fight. This is your first pro fight. Let's see him fight. And it was a big deal. And to this day, reacting to it, I think is the highest viewed video on my channel. I think it's got like six mil. I know what I'm doing is different. Not many people get the opportunity to support a fighter from day one to the end. If you're fighting in Mexico in some small hall and you don't have the mind to say, I'm going to record it. I'm going to put it out. People just hear, oh yeah you had a few fights down in Mexico like, you can't connect to it everyone can connect to every fight I've had and 
it makes me want to be better and better every time because I'm giving people footage of me to watch. So it puts me in a pl place where I'm like, you have to improve, you have to be better. All footage has to be old. Like that's how mm -hmm. I think. But I understand why I'm doing it. And I don't think any other fighter, well, some, maybe now, but I know I'm one of the first people to do that. At some point, you want people to pay to watch you fight. You know, you want to be a pay-per-view fighter. That's how essentially how all fighters make their money. Well, I had I had my, my third pro fight was pay-per-view. It was on a fight TV and we was just trying, we was testing the market, you know, just seeing what the what the traction would be, how, how you know, desperate are people to really see me fight. We looked at the numbers of it. It's not worth doing. It wasn't worth doing like that. Oh, so this was something you put together, like, literally for you? Yeah, this is my, yeah, for my third pro Just fight in Dubai. Just to see how the following transfers actually yeah, to my yeah, monetary. Yeah, yeah, it's like, we, we tested it. So it's like, we had a, I had a fight in Dubai, you know. That all, must have cost money. You So you, you invested in that, yeah? Well, my manager. My Your manager, manager did, did, yeah. Yeah, my manager did. So you take a punt, don't you, yeah, essentially, yeah. yeah. Any yeah. interview is a punt, yeah. So we tried it and it was all right it was it wasn't nothing special but it was all right it was just good to know okay your third fight this is what you can do i mean even down to the point where like i'd have like fights when i'm trying to break through and i'd have a bunch of tickets that weren't sold and then if people had paid a pound for it they would move heaven and earth to get there because you want to waste that pound. yeah the amount of people i gave free tickets to thinking this Don't will serve that. me well and, and i see them a couple of months later they're like yeah, I didn't go. Yes, I was just yeah, uh, missus couldn't get uh, out of work. And I'm me. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I would give that to someone else. Mm. So the difference between people just getting accustomed to paying. Yeah. And then obviously you, you, like you're providing entertainment every week because you have to because of the algorithm and mm -hmm. everything else. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, be like, I'm doing all this shit for you guys <laughs> so that you buy my fight at the end of the day yeah, yeah. do you know what I mean yeah, yeah like I'm, I, yeah. <laughs> I think when that get when it gets to that time it must be working because KSI shows a uh, uh, paper yeah. yeah oh yeah own. yeah, yeah. and, and if ones. the guys wouldn't be getting paid that much no they, they, they it works selling. it does work and it's all, obviously it's dependent on the opponent as well yeah Jake's even spoken about that hasn't he he's mm. like you can't just fight anyone now you can't yeah. just fight anyone you can but then the numbers will reflect that pay-per-view yeah you yeah. can't fight anyone and do pay-per-view it needs to be of a level you know so that will come it's not something I think about too much but I know it will come another question this is kind of twofold one do you ever think about what your career would have been like if you'd never met those boys and started PTing them and is there anything like you mentioned about you know you see Joshua and you see Kelly the traditional route of mm. what you went through and then you go pro you had this slightly other angle and then you come back again. Do you ever wonder what it might have been like without that? I do. What you've been doing, what you'd be doing now? Because if you change one thing, you change everything. I'm a true believer in that. If you change one thing, then you've changed everything. So I'm not, you know, I'm not even going to think about it. I'm, I'm glad what happened happened. I'm glad how it happened. I wouldn't change it. I can control it by how I perform and what I choose to do to represent my brand, be myself and give the people what I want to give your significant brand and yourself people are tuning in to follow you how do you exploit that commercially like have you been able to do that so far are you thinking about starting up your own line of Fidel Riley stuff or is it just other you know big organizations coming on to you saying um, Listen, we want to sponsor you or we want to be part of your journey I get I get a lot of people that reach out to work with me I don't like working with just anyone I think it's better to have for example four big sponsors instead of 10 small ones the people that I'd like to reach out to me the brands that I'd like to work with it's going to take more work to be able to be a, a athlete 
with them but i'm cool i can hold out for that like i'm not i won't settle i will just work with what makes sense to me and i feel like i can promote easily and i don't feel again like the watermelons where i had to promote your brand is taking me outside of me i can't do it just being me i don't work with any brand that makes me feel that way would it be like essentially not, not a cv i know you don't need cv but would it be at the top like you go into uh, a discussion with ben shalom a, yeah. a, a boxer and he says oh, i'm gonna pay you this much and you go nah you're not look how many followers i got on yeah. youtube you know and then they go yeah. oh yeah but what about this cruiserweight you know he's had more fights yeah but how many followers has he got on YouTube? Like, how many mm. followers has he got online? How many people tune in, leave comments, yeah, and interact? And you know, in business, there has to be a partnership. Both people have to gain something. At the end of the day, if I'm bringing a lot of viewers to the network, bringing a lot of viewers to the promotion, to the shows, then I should be compensated for that. George, I we should have a break there, right? And then we got the best feature ever, haven't we? Got the best feature. Best feature. Ever. He's undefeated. <laughs> He's undefeated in the ring, but is he going to be undefeated in the? What's the best could be head, You could be heading for What's your big this guy? It's a little help. surprise for me. Yeah. yeah. Not clicking your neck. He clicked his neck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. I'm Andrew Johnston, but everyone calls me Beef. I'm starting the world's biggest golf club. I want to say it more like I'm some kind of like Marvel evil character. I'm starting the world. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm starting the world's biggest golf club with my new mate, John Robbins. Tell him about the club, John. Basically, all you have to do to join Beef's Golf Club is listen to us chat about a different golf topic every week. And along the way, I'll be picking Beef's brains on what it's like to be an actual professional golfer. Make sure you subscribe to Beef's Golf Club. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Vidal, every week we have a feature with our guests, right? <laughs> the feature is essentially a quiz. But okay. the pressure's on because Declan takes this super serious. Yeah. He oh, doesn't. I'm reversing him. Yeah, yeah, so it's you oh, v Declan yeah. today. Where's could the quiz? This could be anything though. Nah, it won't be. It'll be you go, I go. Oh, so okay, you okay, each get okay, your own okay. set of questions. Yeah. We name the feature every week. So um, yeah, we had a few good suggestions this week. Good, well, Sometimes yeah. it's terrible. You yeah. got a good. You got a good punnable name. Well, yeah. So I mean, it was Life of Riley. So Perfect. That was me. That was nice. What was your one but that you came up with? The pun. Um, the worst one. That's the one. Oh no, no it hasn't been called with? that. Riley faced emoji. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking terrible. Smiley What's face emoji, Riley face emoji. I think it's so bad. It's nah, even levels. Like, that's, yeah. <laughs> the emoji that would have been too hard that for a quiz. That's I don't bad. know what to say to that. What one. else? Riley Cyrus. 101 Riley Cyrus. For Dalmatians. Yeah, for Dalmatians, yeah. Vidal Sassou. Oh, I like that one. I yeah, like that one. That's, yeah, that's that wasn't mine. It was Archie's. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that Archie, one. Archie, social media manager. Riley Coyote. Big up Archie. 
Riley Coat. Riley Coat, that was me. That's yeah. A good one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you're going to groan at the name, oh. but it's because of the, uh, what well, the quiz essentially was, because obviously none of, Riley Cyrus, maybe, I could have got away with, but do I've got... That. Vidal killed the radio star. There's a list of professional fighters out there who has released music. Now, oh, now you're a rapper. I like we barely it. touched Ooh, upon that. Okay. So I'm bringing in your musical elements. This could here, be good. Vidal, right? So do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Question number one, right? Mm. Who covered the Bee Gees' Run To Me and it got nominated for Best Latin Pop Album back oh. in 2001? 2001, Run To Me. In 2001, I'm going to say that was... Julio Cesar Chavez. Oscar De La Hoya. Oh, it was one of the two. Fuck uh, He would never record again. That is a surprise. But the self-titled uh, debut album is apparently still on sale on Amazon. The Bee Gees are fuming. Okay. Right. Oh, I dropped the bollock there. That, I should have got that. Around 1967, Vidal, Muhammad Ali changed his name to Cla- the Cassius Clay. Ali, though, was angered by those who addressed him by his former name. But which heavyweight opponent of Ali's released a song addressing him as Cassius? Is it Terrell? Yeah. Oh. Very good. Ernie yeah. Terrell. Yeah. yeah. Terrell. That was the bat that was the big one, wasn't it? Ernie yeah. Terrell Proper and the heavyweights. Yeah, was it? His sister was in the street. I didn't know he released a song. No. Ernie Terrell and the heavyweights. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't find it on YouTube. He's, he's really oh, good. I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know he released yeah. a song. Yeah. But I know he was trolling him about his name, so yeah. yeah. That's why I was beat up for that though. He, he did, did, yeah. You'll get this one. Okay, or will I? Fine, I need it. Right. Uh which fighter released two rap albums between 2001 and 2005 Roy Jones Jr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Included. Did you bangers. see? Did you see him when he did when he got his um, Hall of Fame? He did it. He did the rap. Oh, did so he? He did. Can't yeah, be yeah, touched. yeah. Still got it. Can't be touched. One. Yeah. Oh, it's really right. good. Where's the goal? Former light welterweight. Uh, he released the track uh, Drew Brees. Video is him rapping with a friend in an empty car park. Oh, I know this. Drew Brees. That really rings a bell. From Philadelphia. Oh, I don't know. Danny Garcia. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes. That was. Who performed the rendition of John Lennon's Imagine oh. on the Jimmy Kimball show with Will Farrell? George Foreman. Yeah. Nope. Total guess. I, I, someone know, nice. I don't even know where to begin. Yeah. Someone, someone nice. Someone nice. I could not tell you. Okay. It's not George Foreman, sure. Manny Pacquiao. Oh, Manny Pacquiao. He was on. Imagine it. all the. See how? <laughs> I had no Imagine idea. The even it's done brilliant. That. Watch yeah. it. I mean, Matt, Manny thinks he's dead to, to go for it, whereas thinks he's Will, dead. Will, Will, no, thinks he's there to oh. go for it. You know, he's oh. giving it, giving yeah, it the yeah, beans. Yeah. Will Ferrell take a piss. Not. Right. Who sings in the air tonight? In front of Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis. Yeah. That's my nice. favourite movie. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Too easy. Hangover. The first of all. Which Irish boxer released an album called Never Give Up on a Dream, which includes Take It Like a Man, Yesterday's Hero, and Blame It on the Moon? It has to be Barry McGuigan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wrote an album. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. couldn't work out when. I text Shane, I was like, when is. That? Yeah, I, didn't at what what point? I said, Did your dad release any music? He said, Yeah, he brought an album out. <laughs> His I dad, didn't know his that. Dad well. that's, that's, I didn't if, know that. If you listen to a podcast with him, his dad once support. No, David Bowie once supported Barry McGuigan's dad on tour. What? Yeah, his dad was yeah, serious. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Supported, supported, yeah, yeah, yeah. supported Barry's that's dad. Cold. Yeah, 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 that's cold. Imagine it. that. Came second in Eurovision. Yeah, he did. Anyway, wow. three two. Right. That's the most important stat there. Vidal, who <laughs> released their debut single "Every Time" last year, featuring his fiance Telly Swift. 
Deontay Wilder. Right, how many we got left? <laughs> one each. One each left. No tiebreaker. Fuck. Ooh. Oh shit. Right, former cruiserweight world champion who released the track TKO. Former cruiserweight world champion TKO. Can't think of a single cruiserweight at the moment apart from Vidal Riley. That's great. <laughs> Trying to think of a single cruiserweight. It's got to be American. <laughs> Vidal's got it. So the pressure. Have you got it? Do you know, it? know he it? He knows know exactly who it. it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Maris Bradish. <laughs> sort of crazy shit he did now, you know what that is funny who is that, it Lawrence Ogoli oh fuck it was of course oh, it was mate I was, and I'd seen that video so music many times music video Dubai, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 right fuck 2009 saw the release of a track called gonna miss him now he's gone which saw a father and son make up part of the band I got no idea so you're, you're chill with it because you could get it wrong and still win I'm trying to think he that around that time so think about missive now he's gone so he probably retired in 2009 oh, okay and who would sing with their son uh joe kazagi yeah 5-3 joe and enzo kazagi yes. make up part of team kazagi is that right. the end of the quiz right is i that didn't know they made a song i didn't know a lot of these guys made songs you remember the nazim <laughs> Do you remember when Nazim Hamid did a song? He was like, walk like a champion, talk like a champion. Because sometimes I wonder whether I imagined it. Because I don't, I can never I, find I it. Remember, I couldn't I don't find know it either. online when I was trying to find oh. boxers who... Yeah, he was on Top of the Pops once. Top of the Pops? Top of the Pops, yeah. Vidal killed the radio star. Second win in a row against Anise Taj. Maybe the best, like, most show really finish of your career? Yeah, I'd say it's the most complete performance. Yeah. I think I've had some good one-punch knockouts, but I think that's my most complete performance. Mm. Yeah. How'd you reflect on the fight? It went according to plan. You know, a lot of the things I worked on in camp, I managed to deliver it under the lights. It caught me with a good right hand. I felt that one. Did you feel that one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The ones in February, it was almost punch perfect up to that point. Yeah. Then. Yeah. The ones in February, I didn't feel them. They look worse, though. I think because yeah, that was a terror. Was, yeah, because it was like repeated. It was like bong, 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 bong. But I didn't actually f feel them. Have you had that before as a pro? No, that's the first time under the lights. But I know I can take punches. Really believe in my chin and that I can take punches. And what to do when I take punches. I proved that as well. It was good. I like it's a fight, isn't it? You're, you're gonna you're not there to just beat on someone. They're gonna hit you back. So when he hit me back, I was like, cool. My my body language. I'm like, all right. When I get my turn, it's my turn. <laughs> and then in the same round, I got him. So mm. I just like, I like it. I feel like all the old school fighters, they would admit when they got hurt. There wasn't no macho thing like that. But we all look at them as the toughest guys ever. And, you know, Thomas Hines, Duran, Mike McCallum, Michael Watson, Eubank, they will all say, no, nah, he hit me and it hurt. And we still look at them as tough. But today everyone went, like, no, I brushed it off. Just be honest, as a fight. You're a fighter, it hurt, but you won. And, that's how I feel. So you signed with Boxer, um, fighting on Sky. You know, they, they've got Isaac Chamberlain on that. I don't think he is signed to him, but he's been on the channel. Yeah. Chris Bill and Smith, mm -hmm. uh, Lawrence Coley. Richard Biakpour. Richard Biakpour. Yeah. So, um, and Luau. I mean, Luau, yeah. There's um, a lot of them, yeah. scenes thriving. Is it your job to like call these guys out or are you going in your own lane? Uh, my goal isn't actually to call out anyone. It's what belt I want. Is whoever has the belt is who I'll fight. I don't particularly care who. I don't know. The way I think is that you're not controlling what I am doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. I want to be British champion. There's people in the way to that. That's who I'll fight. You don't know who's going to retire tomorrow. Touch wood, you don't know who's going to get injured. You don't know what's going to happen to anyone. So when you start setting a goal on, yeah, I'm going to fight him. It's like, you don't know that. But you do want to be British champion regardless of if he is that or not. So that's how I think. One name you've been linked with as well. We've mentioned him already today is Tommy Fury, which no. kind of came out of nowhere, but 
it makes a lot of sense commercially, doesn't it? Yeah, no, commercially. It's, it's kind of like a weird crossover it's, fight it's within not, boxing. It's not even just commercially it makes sense. If commercially it made sense for me to fight people, there's a ton of opponents that I could fight. The reason why it makes sense is because he has a higher world ranking than me. That's why it makes sense to me. Because I'm like, you're not going to do this and be ranked above me. But it's a bonus that commercially... You know, he's there. The amount of money that fight would generate. One of his excuses were that I don't have enough pool. I don't have enough traction. I'm not a big enough name. If it was announced that me and Tommy Fury are fighting, people are watching it. Like, I know that. People are watching it. My YouTube channel is booming for as long as that camp lasts. <laughs> as long as the promo, press conferences, face-to-faces, all of that, my channel will be on the boom. So would his. It would be a big fight. Which brings us nicely onto YouTube plans. What's the plan for the channel and how does, mm. you kind of touched on it, how you keep it going, but how are you going to juggle it when your career goes like this and the, it gets busier, like George will tell you, you know, just get busier and you get more in demand and this, you have to do this and it's not, quite as easy to juggle anymore how are you going to handle that i'll always be able to handle it because i don't i'm not necessarily going to have to do more or anything different it will just grow because i'm more famous do you know what i mean mm. so if i do a reaction video now and it can average a hundred thousand views as european champion or as world champion with that bigger following every video will be 250 it can become more exciting we get a bigger budget you get invited to more places you're around more celebrities you got access to more people all of that is a natural progression, but I don't think about changing the content. The content for me is like, cool, this can always be the same kind of, but it just has to move up as I move up. Do you love it and enjoy it? I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. There's times where I, when I don't, I think that's like any job, especially when I'm fighting or if I've just had a fight actually, and I kind of just want to not yeah. record. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know, like, <laughs> you know, uh, Marvin Hagler says it's hard to get up and go for a run in silk pajamas. Mm. Um, you've just won your world title on pay-per-view. Are you doing a reaction video for anyone that weekend? That's the thing. It's, or are you like, that's where the gold fuck will be this. I've, I've yeah, beat. yeah. No, but it might, you might, it might go absolutely viral, but is it the thrill of it going viral? Because it's, essentially it's the, the, the money side of it is not going to mm. touch what you just earned. Right, boxing. right, right. And then you're either thinking about long-term longevity, life after boxing, something to be part of, or that buzz and thrill of going viral. You know? it's, it is something even now I put pressure on myself to do. It's not something that I want to do, but I put pressure on myself to do it because I know it's the best time to do it. Like you said, it's the best time to do it. So what I do is I make sure whilst that wave is there, I really push what I'm doing and try and be as active as possible because that's when people get Need one more thing, George. Yes. Can I just say one stipulation? You ain't allowed to pick TKO by Lawrence Cody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we asked all our guests to add to our playlist that's up online a ringwalk track. So it could be one that you already use, one that you plan to use for the future. It could be your own. It probably was going to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah let's get on there. Uh, it's called Big Free. So it's with me and two of my cousins. And um, it's just, uh, it gets you jumping big three yeah it's yeah, on spotify yeah it's on it's on spotify roscoe get it on so, there big three it gets you jumping from the beginning trying to think what um what headline we should use here to try and go viral. yeah, yeah you got to the go you, through it. you wanted to beat up ksi in the cinema yeah uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, yeah, he knows the game <laughs> <laughs> that is there it is yeah. that is it he said tommy no Fruit. thanks for having me though i appreciate yeah, pleasure it, thanks for coming you. in we know you're thank very busy thank you and way beyond How about that then, Deck? How about Vidal Riley? I can see why he's got 100 million views. What an intriguing, engaging character. A legitimate boxing background. Yep. So Yeah, he's not a blagger. He's not a blagger. He's proper. He's out of West Ham ABC. 
boxer first before even all this YouTube mumbo jumbo show. Probably up. an entertainer third. If you remember, George, Ellis Zorro. Remember Ellis Zorro? Of course I remember Elite Ellis Club Zorro. Member, uh, yes. He aspired them all yeah. at Cruiserweight and beyond. He says Vidal Riley's the best of the lot. So Vidal Riley's in the club, George. He's an elite club member, of course, with 100 million views. But say you haven't got 100 million views and you haven't been on this podcast. I reckon if they hit the follow button in their podcast <sighs> app, all is forgiven. I see what I want. Go I really want to build. I want the Apple reviews to go up. Five star, but leave a comment and leave a current comment. And I'll tell you what, Deck will decide what it is. We'll send you something. Oh, yeah. Something personalized. A mackerel. Yes. Signed mackerel. Loads of people I know these days are on social media platforms like Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Yep. Are we? And we have an account that is GG Boxing Club okay. on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Oh, all three? Yes. Oh, the Holy Trinity. Email George, what is it? Email is ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk. Don't forget to listen to our playlist uh, on Spotify. It's called The Ring Walk. So open your Spotify. Shout out Spotify. Yeah. Search the ring, the ring Walk. You'll find our playlist. Deck, if someone is thinking, I don't want to listen to any more bloody efforts. Mm. Have they got any options? Oh, there's one shining option. Yes. And that's Amazon Music. We are back Monday with a HBT episode. Until then. Goodbye. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.